everyone, welcome to In the LOL with Dr. Sim Taylor. Today we're talking about moving mountains on the journey to be like Christ. In today's lesson, we see Jesus preparing the disciples for new things and greater works. Our scripture is the entire chapter of Matthew 17. We will also add Luke 17 and 6 and Matthew 21 and 21. Our question for today is, do you believe you can move the mountain out of your way? We'll see what Jesus says. Moving mountains on the journey to be like Christ. Today we're studying Matthew 17, the whole chapter. Matthew 21 and 21 and Luke 17 and 6. And it says in Matthew 17 in the NASB version, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his garments became as white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground and were terrified. Jesus came to them and touched them and said, Get up and do not be afraid. And lifted up their eyes. They saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he answered and said, Elijah is coming and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah already came and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they wished. So also the son of man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. Verse 14. When they came to the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and is very ill, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, you unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Be moved from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. 
when you think about mountains, I think one of the most common names is Mount Everest. And people usually think it's one of the most climbed mountains, but it's actually not. You know, but people are around climbing up on there. One of the most climbed mountains is probably Mount Fuji of Japan. So if we were to do as Jesus said and start moving mountains, I don't know, uh, we might get some people falling off Mount Fuji. So, you know, I don't know if we really want to go around moving Mount Fuji. You know, one of the names I like the best is Mount Kilimanjaro. It's in Tanzania near the Kenyan border. I just like the name. You know, I don't want to go around moving a mountain with such a great name. So... Maybe today we'll put off moving mountains. Um, you know, after this lesson, we can study a little more and, and maybe move some mountains later on. But, but uh, in the scripture, it also talked about uprooting some trees. Now, we don't have to move mountains today. And, you know, Mount Denali, Mount Rainier, let's just leave them where they are. But when it talks about moving trees, now that's that's not going to be too harmful. We could do that, and everybody needs some landscaping done in their yard. We could look at maybe uprooting some trees. Well, when I look at these instances of Jesus talking to the disciples about increasing their faith by walking in the power and authority he has already given them, he's teaching them some lessons along the way. I think we take for granted the things that Jesus has already given us authority to do. In Matthew 17 and 1, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, the brother of James. He led them up on a high mountain, just the four of them. Jesus directed the disciples to come with him to a secret place. Now, what are the secret places that you're in conversations with? with Jesus? Do you have a place where you talk to him and ask him to show you how to increase your faith? The disciples spent time with Jesus, times of teaching, times of instruction. So if you want to increase your faith, only God can do it. Only being led by God can help you increase your faith. In verse 2 in chapter 17, it says, And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. The great truth which we declare is that God is light in 1 John 1 and 5, and he dwells in the light, 1 Timothy 6 and 16. Covers him with light, Psalms 104 and 2. And therefore, when Christ would appear in the form of God, he appeared in light in this particular story. Christ is the light while he was in the world. He shined in darkness and therefore the world knew him not, it says in John 1 verse 5 and 10. But at this time it is saying that the light shone out of darkness as Matthew Henry explains. But because of our sin we were born into darkness. But his light is in us now. How do we shed the darkness that's in our mind? How do we come into the light? How do we live in the light? How do we shine the light? How do we have faith that can move mountains into the sea or move trees from the front yard to the backyard? This living in the light means your hands are clean from sin. Your life is free from gossip. 
Your life is a shining example to others. The enemies can't touch you when you live in the light because then you live in Christ. Does that mean that you're perfect and without sin? It doesn't mean that. It simply means that Christ is now inside of you and his light radiates throughout you and it overtakes the darkness so that you can now come out of the darkness and live in the light. Before we go deeper into our scripture today, Matthew 17, let's, let's go and look a little bit at the life of Peter. Peter was special. So why was it Peter, James, and John that Jesus took to the mountain? Let's just look at Peter for a little bit. The Zondonovan Handbook to the Bible puts it well when it says, Peter, for a long time, was anything but solid and reliable. Peter was fiery, impetuous. He, he was uh, able to just do things, fly off the handle. He swung from one extreme to the other. Yet Jesus gives him the nickname, The Rock, in Matthew 16 and 18. In Matthew 16, 13 through 26, Peter declares Jesus is the Christ, son of the living God. Yet a short time later, he is rebuking Jesus when Jesus declared that as a son of God, he must be crucified. So Peter is described as blessed. And in the very same sentence, he's described as listening to Satan. In Matthew 14 and 28, we see Jesus walking on the water and Peter tries to do the same thing. But Peter takes his eyes off Jesus and then cries out for help as he starts to sink. How many of us do that every day? We, we try to follow the things of Jesus, but when it's not working out like we think it should, or when we take our eyes off what we should be looking at, we start to sink and we cry out to Jesus. But he's always there to reach his hand out and rescue us from the fall. Peter pulls out a sword to defend Jesus in John 18 and 10, but then he runs away and he hides in the shadows in Matthew 26 and 56. In Mark 14, 29 through 66, it talks about how Peter pledged his loyalty to Jesus, but then he denied that he even knew Jesus. In fact, he denied Jesus three times. Well, we can actually maybe describe Peter as putting the wishy in the word wishy-washy. But yet here he is in Matthew 17 on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus. Now God knows all about us. He already knew who Peter was. But Jesus taught Peter in order to prepare him for future time. So when Jesus is teaching Peter the lesson on faith, he specifically says, make sure you learn to forgive. So in Mark 11 and 25, Jesus was teaching Peter and he talked about the fig tree and talked about moving mountains. And Jesus goes on to say to Peter, whenever you stand to pray, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, forgive so that your father who is in heaven will also forgive your transgressions. Here is Jesus telling Peter, you know, you're going to do things wrong, but I can forgive you. But make sure that when you're standing, that you have forgiven all of those who have done things against you, because that's how your heavenly father is going to treat you. In Mark 11 and 26, it says, if you do not forgive, neither will your father who is in heaven forgive your transgression. See, Jesus knew his disciples inside and outside. He knew that Peter would deny him three times. 
So Jesus is setting the stage. Peter, you can have great faith even to move mountains if you learn the power of forgiveness. So here we are in our lesson. We're, we're being taught by Jesus. We're going to the secret places and we're listening to the teachings of Jesus. And the first thing he tells us is to learn how to forgive. That is your first key to power, knowing how to forgive. If you don't know how to forgive, it's a hindrance. It's a barrier to your faith, especially when you can't learn how to forgive yourself. Peter had to deal with this a lot, not being able to forgive himself. Through your mind, you think, how can I love God when I have denied him? How can I do God's will when I have lied? How can I pray when I've just come up from committing adultery? Well, Mr. Wishy and Mrs. Wishy-Washy, I know you're sitting out there. But know in this word, it says that there is a power in forgiveness. Coming to God when you have sinned and not running away from God when you have sinned. You see, it is in our sin where the enemy wants to make us turn from God. The enemy tries to make us think, well, you can't go to church today. You just did this. You can't go to church today. You just talked about this. But Jesus was praying for the unrepentant people in Matthew 11. And he said, you know, you're going to do wrong and you have done wrong. But when you have done wrong, come to me, it says in Matthew 11 and 28. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, learn from me. How many people have cast me aside? How many people have thrown stones? How many have, times have I been up on a cross, had to drink from a bitter cup? Learn from me. Learn to forgive. Just like I am gentle and humble in heart, you need to be that way also. Because that's the only way you're going to find rest. That's the only way you're going to find peace. If you keep mulling over and over and over again all the things you've done wrong, there is no peace. There is no rest. But Jesus says, learn from me, learn how to forgive. <laughs> and then he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How can it be that all the things I've gone through, how can it be easy? How can it be light? Because Jesus took upon your sin on the cross. You're not bearing that burden. Jesus already did it for you. God calls us to run to him when we have issues. Jesus sent the women who came to his tomb in Matthew chapter 16. He said, go and tell the disciples and tell Peter specifically of what you have seen. Tell them of this resurrection. So I want to make sure there was any confusion. He said, I want you to go tell the disciples. And just in case you think Peter's no longer the disciple, I want you to know he is still my beloved one. You need to tell him as well as anyone else who is my disciple. That you have seen Jesus the Christ risen today. But through all of the denials that Peter did, he was challenged to learn to forgive himself. He was challenged to learn to forgive those who accused him. But all those chapters and stories ago, Jesus already knew Peter would deny him. He already set the stage. So when Jesus takes Peter, James, and John in this particular journey in Matthew 17, when he takes him up on the mountain, he knew what would happen in the future at the resurrection, after the resurrection, how Peter denied him three times. He already knew that story when he was talking to the three of them up on the mountain. 
So he was preparing Peter and told him, learn to forgive as God has forgiven you. Jesus extended forgiveness even before Peter's sin was complete. Now, isn't that an awesome God we serve? He's already forgiven you and extended forgiveness to you even before you did the sin. When you don't understand God and don't understand forgiveness, that's the barrier to your growth. Not knowing how to forgive causes a barrier for us to do the work that God has called us to do. See, God has given each of us a work. He said, work until I come. And if we don't understand about forgiveness, that barrier stops us from doing God's will. We question how can we live with ourselves after we have made so many grave mistakes. When we are prideful, silly, and sorrowful about insignificant things, how do we forgive ourselves? How do we forgive others? If you don't want to miss the miracle, if you don't want to miss the power, learn to forgive. Cast out self-doubt and learn how to forgive your brother and your sister. learn how to forgive that's the first lesson that Jesus taught them on the mountain before we get to our second lesson in Matthew I want to show you the second lesson in another scripture let's look at John 21 12 through 17 and Jesus said to them come and have breakfast this is in the English translation none of the disciples ventured to question him who are you because they knew it was the Lord In verse 13, it says, Jesus came back and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Jesus then responded, tend my lambs. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. So Jesus said, shepherd my sheep. Verse 17, Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And Simon said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Our next lesson in learning to have power and authority is know that Jesus has called you to do a work. How can you move mountains when you aren't even moving to do God's will? Are you walking in the calling of God? God has instructed you to either feed his sheep or or teach his word. God has instructed you to give out of your abundance to help the poor, to help the homeless. Or maybe God has instructed you how to use any number of the spiritual gifts he has given you and which Paul teaches us about in Corinthians. God has given us instructions so that we may move mountains, not for our sake, but so that his will may be done for the people of God, to bless those that love God. God wants us 
as those who have spiritual gifts in a particular position to feed his sheep. Others in another position are to give to his sheep. Others in another position are to be the sheep and to love the sheep. Start taking steps to turn away from sin and turn to Jesus. But you can't do it in your own power. You can't do it unless you live in God's light. You can't do it unless you learn forgiveness. You've got to hear the words of Jesus. You've got to spend time in the secret place getting to know him, to really hear him by his word. So in Matthew 17, as we return to our lesson today, it says in verse 5, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And lifting up their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one until the son of man has risen from the dead. In our third lesson today from this Matthew 17th chapter, Jesus is teaching his people to have faith. In verse 14, when they brought the ailing lunatic to the disciples, the people told Jesus, we brought him to the disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Now, Jesus had just come down from the mountain explaining to his disciples and showing them this miraculous work. And so he was a little upset when he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. God knows your every secret and nothing is hidden from him. Make the decision today to step into his light and move out of yourself. Say to the mountain of doubt, be removed from me today. Mount Everest may be a tall mountain to climb. Mount Kilimanjaro may be a hard mountain to move out of the way. But believe me when I tell you that doubt is a deeper pit to climb out of and deeper than any mountain to climb up. God wants us to come out of the darkness by learning his word, by hearing his voice, by following his command, by doing his will. We've got to keep Jesus in front, in the front of our vision, in the front of our sight. Jesus should live in our heart. We should dedicate time to him. We should pray and fast and know that if you really want to do true and everlasting ministry, you've got to fast, you've got to pray. We've got to believe that Jesus rose from the dead to cleanse us of our sins. And as we learn how to forgive others, as we learn how to forgive ourselves, we'll grow in power and authority. The enemy won't be able to hold anything against us. As I end today, you may ask the question, will following God and doing these steps automatically allow me to move mountains? Yes, it will. Not because I say so. Because that this is the lesson in the scripture today. The physical mountain that you move may not be a Mount Everest or, or a Mount Kilimanjaro. You could move physical mountains. I don't know what God has for you, but God knows. So I cannot say whether you'll be moving physical mountains or spiritual mountains. I do not know. But whatever mountain is in your life, God will help you move it according to your faith. Will you learn how to spend time with him? 
when you fast and pray, when you meet him in the secret place, when you learn how to forgive and forgive that hatred of other people and that hatred of yourself, when you follow his will and follow his word and follow his command, know that on the journey to be like Christ, you can move the mountain out of your way. Be blessed today. I pray that our lesson today, Moving Mountains on the Journey to Be Like Christ, was a blessing for you and your family. Here at In the Light of Life, you can reach us at P.O. Box 255, Ripley, Tennessee, 38063. Our voice message is 901-529-1067. Please leave a voice message and we will return your call. This is In the LOL with Dr. Sim Taylor, live in strength, grow in capacity, and work in confidence.